0: being fun Still
1: Beautiful, and and apparently uh, Bell's ukulele has been taking vitamins. (laughs) If we just give it steroids, we get it up to a guitar. What is that thing? Is that still a ukulele? It's a bigger ukulele. Okay. Uh, Let's go to John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Just going to read three verses we'll read a lot more verses as we go through the service brother Alex good to see you Amen. praise the Lord it's so good to see you and and uh hope everything's going well for you the uh, John chapter 17 verse 1 it says these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Lord Jesus, please God, my mind, my thoughts. Lord, I I pray that it only say what should be said, say it in the way it should be said. Holy Spirit of God, I I need your presence. I need your guidance, your direction. Father, I need need you to to protect us this morning, Lord, to turn back the evil that might try to snatch away truth this morning, and Lord, that we would have clarity of mind. Your Spirit guides us into all truth. Lord, I wish people could understand how much you have available for us in your Word if we will be yielded to your Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us, direct us. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sadly, I went to um, a funeral yesterday, and as I was there, uh, the the fellow uh, that was was speaking began to why I'm not sure except that that he thought it was somewhat humorous that the um, the person who had died was an older person and and that they were so strong on the King James Bible and and he said and he he said it's and he said the unique thing about it is that it's just so very hard to understand. And I, and I felt as he, as he said that I wanted to say to him, you know, he, the Bible's a spiritually written book, and it's a spiritually understood book. And when you say it's so very hard to understand, that's an indictment. Because God will give you the understanding of the words of God. You know, the fact that you might need a dictionary now and then, but I, I, I challenge you to read anything and not need a dictionary now and then but i'm going to preach this it's really not my topic but it just was on my mind and and uh i guess it came out but the fact is is this this message is a little bit difficult i was i was walking and praying and and asking the lord what direction that's what i do every week i got i take walks at night as i did last night and but earlier in the week, I was walking and praying, and i said, "Lord, you know, once again, I've got this ahead of me. You know, we got holidays and got all the activity and all the things going on. But I've got, I've got to get your, to to show me, direct my mind, focus my mind to where you'd want me to go. Uh, coming this next Sunday, uh, I I really need you to your guidance and." And this is the only thing that came into my mind, and I can't explain how this happens. I really can't. All I can tell you is this is the, the little question that came to my mind. Who is Jesus? And I was just walking and praying, and then this came into my heart and my mind. Who is Jesus? And I'll be honest with you, I spent the rest of the week praying and saying, Lord, what in the world are you saying to me? What am I, What direction am I supposed to go? But but I'm going to do my very best to to teach this morning and preach this morning what I believe God put on my heart in the direction that he took me. First I want to ask, is he you know it's the Christmas season, is it is he simply a babe in a manger? Christmas is upon us now and we see we we will see and if we haven't already started we'll see battle after battle over a, a babe born in a manger again you know we'll see where there's going to be somebody some lawsuit or they're going to have to take down this manger scene or they're going to have to do, do away the manger scene because of this this babe in a manger which it, it's amazing because this holiday only exists because of the babe in the manger yet they want to destroy the babe in the manger and you know still the world raises its uh, its satanic head to try to destroy the babe just as Herod wanted to destroy the baby Jesus today the world would like to destroy any thought and any memory of him but i just want you know they've said for centuries that they're going to do that but they're not able to now No matter how much they will fight against him, he is still not forgotten and will not be forgotten. But is he a good man, a great prophet, a wonderful teacher, our example of how we should live our lives? Is that who Jesus is? I was reading this uh, little statement here. In his book, Uh, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes this. He says, people often say I'm ready to accept Jesus as a moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is one thing we must not say. This is all his quote. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. And you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that option open to us. You know, the question is, is he a miracle worker? Well, yes, he worked miracles, but so did Elijah and Elisha and some of the apostles. This is why the Jews said in John chapter six, verse 14, then those men, when they had seen the miracle, listen to what it says, that when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. The fact that he did miracles, they didn't say he's God. They said he's a prophet. And the truth today, there's a lot of people who believe he simply was a great prophet, a great man, a great teacher. Is he the only begotten son of God? But when we, and and then here, we would immediately say, well, Brother Hook, why would you even ask that question? Of course we believe he's the only begotten son of God. But I just want to ask you, when you think on that statement, does our mind desire to conclude that that necessitates a beginning? If he is a child born in a manger, a babe, is it not suddenly pumped into our minds that that necessitates he had a beginning? John chapter 1 verse 14 says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Revelation 22 verses 12 through 16 says and behold I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter into enter through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Listen to verse sixteen. Now he says, Who is who is this person that is that is Alpha and Omega, and the beginning and the end, the first and the last? Verse sixteen says, I, Jesus. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I, I, I am the root and offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Is he in your heart and your mind a, the crucified Savior of man? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Is that who he is? He's the crucified Savior of man. Acts 2.36 says this, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now, all these questions I asked of you said, Is he? Is he? They're all true. He's all of those things. He's prophet, priest, and king. But this is what God directed my heart at. And and, and I'll be honest with you, he normally directs my heart toward things that that he wants me to clarify in my own mind so that I can help other people clarify in their minds. And it's not like I doubt anything, but, but there are subtle things that enter into our minds. And here, I want us just to really think about this. But today, I want to bring clearly and definitively to our minds who Jesus is. Not who he was, but who he is. And here's just a simple statement. This is what the rest of this message is about. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God. We, get, we think of him as a babe in a manger. We think of him as a miracle worker. We think of him as a teacher. We think of him as a prophet. We think of him of all these things because he is all of those things. And we think of him as a savior, a sinless, perfect son of God. But can I tell you, that's who he is. But but I believe what suddenly happens as we think and make that statement, son of God, somehow, often we don't really focus on the fact that he is God. We read in Revelation 22, we just read it, 13 and 16, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning, and the end, the first and the last. That has to be Almighty God. And verse 16 says, I, Jesus. So Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That means he is Almighty God. You know, this is a big, great passage for you to to kind of look at and study a little bit in Revelation 22 uh, to use with Jehovah's Witnesses because Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe, of course, that Jesus is God. And they've written their own translation to really eliminate anything about the deity of Christ. But it's an amazing thing. In their own translation, the New World Translation, they they just forgot to eliminate this one. They just forgot to make, because it still says, I, Jesus. So you can take their own Bible and show them that Jesus is God. Who does Jesus claim to be? He says in John chapter 10 verse 30, he says, I and the Father are one. Now if you you don't think that by that statement Jesus was saying he was God, what you need to do is observe what the Jews thought he was saying. The Jews said in, in John chapter 10, verse 33, the Jews answered him saying, for, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, blasphemy because that, that thou being a man makest thyself God. And watch this, the Jews thought when he said we're this God and I are the one, we're the same one, the Jews understood he was saying I'm God. They understood that. And they clearly understood that. Now, watch this. Even, even further than that, Jesus doesn't look at them and say, hey, uh, uh, no, 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 you misunderstood what I said. I, that's not what I'm saying. He didn't say that. When they, con- when they had condemned him or criticized him for that, he didn't, he didn't say that, and that's not what I'm saying. What it indicates that when he says, I and the Father are one, he was saying, I am God. Amen. How y'all doing this morning? Now, John eight fifty eight is another example. Jesus said unto them, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am." You know, every word in the Bible is very important. And when we look at this, immediately when he said that, we, we know we go back to Exodus chapter three verse fourteen that. Uh, that Jesus was used in the very name of God when he said who he was. It says in verse 14, it says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Jesus said, I am. Jesus is God. And I think sometimes we start to let that kind of just drift away from our minds. That when we're talking about Jesus the Christ, he wasn't just a man. Yes, he was God incarnate. He came in the flesh of man. But he was 100% God. Again, in response, the Jews took up stones when he said, I am. He said, stones in an attempt to stone him uh, because he called himself by the name of Almighty God. John 1 1 says that the word was God. John 1.14 says the word became flesh. This clearly indicates Jesus is, is God in the flesh. Thomas the disciple declared uh, to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus does not correct him at this point. Uh, the, apostle, uh, excuse me, the apostle Paul describes him as our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The apostle Peter, Peter says the same, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Old Testament prophecies of Christ announce his deity in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verses 6 and 7. It says, for unto us a child is born. That's what we're going to be having here uh, soon. You know, we have Christmas and we we recognize this child that was born. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Listen to this. The Mighty God. The everlasting father, the prince of peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. It's so clear who he is. But I, I don't know, you know, one day, one day I was uh, getting ready to preach at the college chapel and and, uh, and it is a long, long time ago, and, and, and I had a message all ready to preach. And, 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 and I just, I couldn't, I was all ready to go in, and about five, ten minutes before I got ready to, to walk in there, the Lord just kept saying no, and I said, Lord, then what am I supposed to preach? And he just, all he said was, remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Don't forget Jesus. And I walked in that morning without any notes at all, nothing at all to to preach, and and all I had on my mind was was don't forget Jesus, don't forget Jesus, and and, and honestly, as I sat on the platform getting ready to preach, it kept going through my mind that that. I started thinking about sermons, and we had chapel every day there at the college. And I started thinking about sermons, and we had heard sermons on character, and we had heard sermons on morality, and we had heard sermons on the work ethic, and we had had sermon and sermon and sermon, and good sermons. But I, I started going back in my mind, and I thought, we really aren't talking about Jesus. We're talking about attributes of Jesus, characteristics of Jesus, but we're not talking about Jesus. And I'm not telling you this is where way you tell if it's a good sermon or not, but I got up and I preached for about 30 minutes on, don't forget Jesus. Amen. And you say, what would you say? I don't have a clue what I said. <laughs> I'd have to go back and get the tape to understand and remember what I said. I don't know what I said, but when I got done, the place was going crazy, and two men ran up on the platform lifting me up on their shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? You know what? Because people suddenly got excited about what we ought to be excited about, and that's Jesus Christ. And I just felt like kind of the same thing. The the the, the uh, I mean, nothing like that had ever happened to me before or since nothing's ever happened like that in our college before or since I, I it was. Matter of fact, I even got a call from the pastor and said, "What in the world did you do down there?" I didn't do nothing. I just preached on Jesus. Yeah. And I felt like as God was doing this in my heart, it was time that we reset in our hearts and mind that he is a babe in a manger. He is a great teacher. He is the word of God. But he is God. He's God. Almighty God. Everlasting God. Prince of Peace. God of Gods. Lord of Lords. So as C.S. Lewis argued, believing Jesus to be only a good teacher is not an option. Jesus clearly and undeniably claimed to be God. If he's not God, then he's a liar. And therefore, he's not a prophet, he's not a good teacher, he's not even a godly man. And the liberal that wants to defend that Jesus is a prophet by, but deny that he is God by simply saying, that here's what they'll say, the things we have read in the Bible were never really said by Jesus. That's what they say. Well, it got in here, but somebody entered in there. Jesus didn't really say those things because we we want him to be a good man. Do you understand? That sounds so noble, but that that is not who he is. He's not a good man. He's God. We, of course, and this comes down to a whole message here. Boy, This is going to be a holiday gift to you all because we're probably going to get done early. Unless I think of something else to say, but we, of course, would never state that we did not believe the Word of God. But do we really understand and believe and recognize moment by moment that Jesus is more than a babe in a manger, more than a wonderful prophet, more than a teacher, more than, a, more than our example? more than even a sinless, crucified Savior. He's God. God who came in the flesh of man. Now, I don't really fully understand it all. I really don't. But I believe it. I don't understand how almighty God, who can be everywhere could encase himself in a little baby's flesh. I don't understand how Almighty God could constrain himself for the years of the process of growing as a baby. I, I, don't, I don't comprehend how God can do that, but I'm really glad that I got a God that I can't comprehend. So often we want to limit God by our intellectualism. If we can't see it, if we can't figure it out, if we can't determine it, then then it couldn't be. Can I tell you? God can do anything. That's so why again, I you know I I made mention to somebody who's really uh you know uh, dealing with it with an issue, and I said you know the the fact is is that. <clears throat> We, we think that God is limited by our minds, but he is not limited by our minds. He has unlimited minds. He is God. Hebrews 9.14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Romans ten thirteen, and I'm about finished. Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you really look at this, and God just brought me to this this verse as I was preparing and studying, continuing to pray, but you know, this means this to call upon the name of the Lord means to to call or to plead to one who has the authority and the ability. You see, he has the authority. I mean, he has the ability because he was sinless and he was perfect. He has the authority because he's God in the flesh. And when you call upon the name of the Lord, you're calling upon a name of Almighty God. Salvation. I want us to understand: salvation is not salvation if we're trusting in a good man, in a prophet, in a miracle worker even think of this now even if he was raised from the dead you see because others were raised from the dead you see the difference is Jesus raised Lazarus Lazarus didn't raise Lazarus the difference is it's not because he rose from the dead it was because he Arose. Himself. He brought himself forth. We must trust in the incarnate God of the universe. It must be acceptance of our Savior and our God. Not just a man who lived an amazing life. Christianity can easily. And I believe this is really where God was bringing it. Christianity can easily become a system. A method even a consolation. We rejoice over a child of, of human flesh born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit of God and this child became our Savior. But we should also never lose our focus on the fact that Jesus is almighty, everlasting God who was revealed in the flesh of man. John 1.18 says, God is spirit. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. Do you understand when it says that the only begotten in the bosom, this did Jesus reveal to us God. We can't see God. He, God is a spirit and no man has seen God, but God encased himself in flesh to let us see him. The son Jesus revealed, declared God to us, to mankind. Who is Jesus? Well, we read it, of course, already in Isaiah 9, 6. For for to us, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. First Timothy chapter two verses three through five says, "For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior." Notice what the terminology: "It's good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth." For there's, listen to this: for there's one God. And one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So it's amazing. But God said, You need somebody, a go between. And that word also means reconciler. God said, You need somebody to bring, to reconcile you to me. But the only one who can reconcile you to me is me. But you can't see me. You could not talk to me and walk with me. So I'm coming in the flesh of Jesus Christ. I'm coming in the flesh of man. And I will reconcile you to myself. Isn't that amazing, folks? It's a very interesting verse placed in between scriptures discussing faith. In, James, in the book of James, chapter two, but James chapter two, verse nineteen says, "Thou believest that there is one God; thou doest well." The devils also believe and tremble. And you know, as I looked at that, and again, this is the first time that I've ever looked at it this way. But as I was preparing this message, I looked at that verse and I thought, "Lord, is there more to this than you than we've always seen? That I've always seen? You see." Now, believe us there is one God. We believe there's Almighty God. The devil believes that. The devil knows that. But we're not saved by believing that God exists. We're saved by believing that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. God came in the flesh. Jesus Christ is God who died and shed his blood, and was buried, and rose for man. There's so much more that we've got to believe. You see, salvation is not simply by believing in Jehovah God. We must believe that God revealed himself in the flesh. Jesus the Christ, the sinless, perfect son of God, and he died for us. Salvation is understanding we have a Savior who is God. Not another God, but the revelation of God to man. So the question comes, do you believe? And, and probably everybody in here, you would say, well, of course we do. Why would you just spend the last 25 minutes or so telling something we already believe? Because as I was going through this, the Lord was just saying to me, when's the last time you thought about this? When's the last time you let, really let this sing into your heart and mind? As you get ready to put out your manger scene, uh, do you understand? Yes, uh, that babe in the manger, uh, that's very important because you can't have a Savior if you don't have the babe in the manger born. But he said, do you understand from that moment that that babe in the manger is Almighty God? And that's, that's so hard to comprehend when you look at a little baby and say, that is God. And that's an amazing God that would limit himself and encase himself in human flesh. I read this little story. I don't know how I get it right, but, but it, it, one likened it like this. He said, you know, if you were, it's like you looking down at, at all the dogs in the world and saying, you know, they got a tough time. And they're going through a lot. They handle a lot of abuse. So you know what I'll do? I'll become a dog. I'll become a dog if that'll save all the other dogs from all the heartache and the, and the, the terrible life that they'll have. I'll become a dog. But you know, if you, if you did that, then the one that you love the most in this life uh, you would not be able to talk to them anymore. You would not be able to speak to them anymore. You would not be able to smile at them anymore. You would not be able to, to, to do anything with anymore. And you know, that's really what God did. God said, I will come and encase myself in human flesh and bring myself down to being encased for 33 and a half years. And I will be limited from my direct, Fellowship with the Father. Jesus came, but he is God. That's who Jesus Christ is, encased in the flesh of man. Deep in your heart, just answer this question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And forgive me, there are a lot of different teachings out there. I hate to even say this, but I'm not sure that fellow yesterday really believes Jesus is God. And I never tell you who or where or how, but I just listen to him. I'm not sure he believes that. And can I tell you, unless you really believe. If you really believe he is God, you don't mock his word anywhere. Because he is the word. And that word is eternal. That word is everlasting. Because God and the word are synonymous. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us it's amazing folks and i don't know what that does for you but i'll tell you this until we really realize that the one who died for us was god the only other alternative unless we really grasp that he is god the only other alternative is that he was a sinless perfect man Say, but it, well, I believe he is the Son of God. What do you really believe that to mean? That God suddenly, as the, the Mormons would say, they, God is procreating and having children? No, the only thing this can mean, the, the Son of God, is that he was birthed, but it was God. Himself that came forth. I'd just like for you to, to think about it. Think about this and maybe just stop. And when you think about who you're trusting in, do you really believe him to be Almighty God? Do we understand the Scripture says there's one God? One God. And one mediator between God and man, and that mediator is God. We have to understand and believe that before we can be saved. We have to understand and believe that before we can really live live in trust and faith in Jesus. Because only God can keep his word absolutely. Only God is perfect. Only God is without sin. That's how He was able to die for us. Father, I pray that you bless. Lord, I know it's somewhat unique message, and I again, I just have to try to go.